Hi, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Quantum Foam. Remember, kids, when using Quantum Foam, lather, rinse, and repeat. And now your host, Katie Hamilton. Thanks for listening to Life is Awkward. Today we have a special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hi, my name is Elliot Rashad. I've been uh, doing a lot of things in my life, uh, engineering by day, digital marketing by night, flying drones, and teaching violin. Cool. So let's get into some quantum physics. Yeah, so quantum physics ties into our entire lives, basically. And quantum physics is a lot simpler than some people might think it is, and everybody has their own perspective on it. Uh, But I recently attended a leadership event that we really got into energy and picture just like a light wave or a sound wave and a quantum is just literally one section of that entire wave and there's both a balance so quantum physics we're actually looking into equilibrium balancing everything out and so if you look at one of those waves there's the positive side and then there's the negative side but then we also have the the center the equilibrium And a lot of our experiences we have in life, we typically either perceive them as positive or we perceive them as negative. And what's really cool about this quantum physics is we can take that concept and really balance out our, the way we perceive things. So we're in true equilibrium, which in, in the realm of quantum physics, technically, um, that's essentially what true love, true gratitude is really in that balance of equilibrium. So I might have an experience Mm -hmm. that is negative. So uh, maybe somebody called me a, not a nice name. Um, but in that, in that moment, there is obviously that negative piece, but there's also the balancing positive side to it. So when I can take that as I perceived it negative and now I can write maybe 20 to 50 things, 20 to 50 benefits of that situation. Um, For instance, like that experience um, made me think about myself in a better way or improve myself Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And that literally brings my perception and the way I think about things to center. So now I can truly appreciate and love that moment. Do you have any sort of uh, example of something that may have happened in your life recently that you've uh, felt that way with now that you have this sort of new perception? Yeah, actually I did some work, um, through a process by Dr. Martini, And basically I took all of the moments in my life that I, and memories that I had from my dad. And the goal was to balance out my perception of my dad to, to really find that true love and gratitude and not be, um, what's called as charged or like, um, either on the positive or negative side. And so there were some negative things that I perceived um, back in the day. Um, When I was younger, I actually had a form of cancer. Mm. And with that, my dad was really, really helping me out a lot in that situation. Mm -hmm. But he was almost like freaking out a little bit. And the way I saw that is of him freaking out, I was embarrassed. I was like, whoa, my dad's going crazy. Mm. And I'm literally embarrassed. But when I worked through this entire process, I realized because the way I perceived that, I never got the chance to thank him for what he did for me because it, it, in essence, he saved my life right, doing all, all the things he did. Because all things 
because people process things differently and maybe the way he was like processing this situation you as a kid or a child however old you were might be seeing it differently like in a different perspective than he's portraying it exactly yeah and i mean throughout that process um once i found the balance i i was probably sitting there for at least 16 hours writing because you have to go back and think about and actually like close your eyes and view each moment in your past and come up with like for each moment you know 20 to 50 benefits or 20 to 50 drawbacks depending on how you perceived that moment Mm -hmm. and that was the that was the last moment actually that I, I realized was a huge driving factor in the the reason I felt you know I would shut down when I saw my dad in in person in the right now um but after that process it like really it really really helped our relationship and right at the moment where i found that center that equilibrium i did start crying a lot and i let out all of this stuff i've been holding back because i was charged on the 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 negative and the positive side and i I wasn't in the true balance so how long does that take like when you're when you have a situation and you're trying to like weigh the pros and the cons so maybe like this situation how how much work do you and effort do you put into something like this so it it does vary depending on how how focused you are on the situation so for me i'm i've only ever done it once fully and that process took me about 16 hours. I even had to, I mean, it's possible to take breaks in between because your mind changes as you go by each step. As you go through each moment, your mind is already changing. Um, but there's a certain point where you have to reach every single moment. So depending on how many moments you have of that person or right. whatever situation, that's basically the, the length of the process. You mentioned steps. Is this uh, is this are the steps um, uniform to sort of every occurrence or every experience? So there's there's basically two forms, and um, I I connected with um, Dr. D. Martini on this. He he's got forms, and in essence, I wrote down three things that my dad did that I perceived as positive. Mm-hmm. three things that my dad did that I perceived as negative. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a few sets of columns to go through. And one of them is um, view, view some moments in time where you did the exact same thing, <laughs> where you perform that. <laughs> okay. So, you, so you, you're basically collapsing these um, uh, uh, limiting beliefs that, you know, like for me, my dad did... Um, brought a cake in to celebrate uh, my last day of chemotherapy, for instance. And so there's other times where I brought a cake in for somebody's birthday or whatever. So that completely just shows, Mm -hmm. puts me on an equal playing field, puts me on an equal level. So that's one column. Then another column is um, what is, if if it's a benefit. So um, one time maybe he gave me some money to go traveling or something like that. And I was like, okay, so what is what is the drawbacks of that situation? Because I perceive that as positive, so mm-hmm. now we're taking the drawbacks. Whereas if we go on the other sheet and it was something I perceived as negative, like um, bringing that cake in, I perceived as negative because I was embarrassed. And so then I would write some benefits to that situation. And so on and so forth. It, it gets a little bit more advanced as you go on, but um, 
the the process is so worth it. Yeah, that's a very interesting way. I would have never like what is that called? I would have never thought to think of to do something like that to like out. I mean, I know people always say like, oh, outweigh the benefits and outweigh like the negatives when you're like deciding a situation. Um, but the part that you were saying like about like doing the same thing as like your dad and then kind of seeing how that like affected you is very powerful. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's called a process of collapsing. So you're collapsing this like limiting belief or idea that's holding you back as a person. Um, yeah. I like how it's, uh, it feels similar to like time travel. You're kind of able to go back in time to these memories and re-engineer them in a way that um, allows you to process them, process them in a more positive way. Yeah. It's not I, really a question, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially, um, yet we also have to be careful because, I mean, we could process them. And it, it, I guess overall, we're talking about the idea of positive and negative being mm-hmm. equal, like every single moment right. is both literally positive and right. negative for the balance. So um, I guess processing it in a way that's equal, like everything is balanced. Does that take away some of the excitement though? Like if you have like a really good opportunity that you're really excited about, but then you start thinking, okay, well, what are the negatives to try to like balance me back out? But then does that, then do you feel less excited? I would say so. Probably. You probably feel less excited. However, um, it's easy to become very infatuated in certain situations where you're like overly excited, which is an awesome feeling, right? Mm -hmm. However, um, without the balance well it's the law of equilibrium so there's always going to be some sort of balancing factor that's going to come into life that's going to completely oppose that feeling Mm -hmm. so Hmm. just based on that law to me it's like okay if i have this really really awesome situation i almost can expect like the opposite negative situation so when you perceive it as centered and balanced you're not going to have these huge momental monumental swings, mm-hmm. right? Like tons of ups and downs. Yeah. But I mean, it's life. Like it's awesome to experience those things too. Right. I mean, you can feel it, feel the wave of excitement and then kind of balance yourself back down and be like, okay, well here are the positives in the situation. Here are the negatives in the situation. Right. And here, another piece of it is like, if you're really overly infatuated with certain situations, like um, you can put people on w- like a pedestal essentially Mm -hmm. and if you're really really infatuated with that person then you actually end up putting yourself in the pit you like Mm -hmm. degrade yourself because you know you have a high expectation for that person that you put on the pedestal so um, this is a really good technique to balance that out and show that you know we're we're all one we're all equal we're all humans just being ourselves you know yeah most people don't like to feel like they're on a pedestal they prefer some at least good people (laughs) have uh feels more equal has a better feeling to it than being put on a because some people have mentioned that uh to me and i'm just like uh you don't know all the stuff that i've gone through that's gotten me this point and so um so i've experienced that firsthand where just yeah it doesn't feel um just doesn't feel right I don't know where I was going with that, but, um, yeah. Just don't put people up on pedestals. 
right. basically. Because then well, you put yourself down. Exactly. You're, no matter what, you're looking up, and then you're automatically down. Yeah. But you're not seeing that part of it. You're sort of blind to the fact that you put someone up there, you put yourself down there. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I think what you're getting at is um, most of the people around us, like day to day, we see as equal. Mm-hmm. However, like the people that we might see on the internet that we look up to mm-hmm. or look after, some of us, um, at least in my situation, there's times where I look up to this person and be like, wow, that guy's really cool. I want to be like him. And I almost like lose myself. Mm-hmm. I won't be myself and I'll end up turning t- turning into that person. Mm-hmm. Um, when really, um, it took me a while to, to realize this. So I, there was uh, one of my mentors named Keala, Keala Kanai, and I really, really looked up to him. Like I was even like, a, you know, at that moment you walk into some place and you see like this person you saw on the internet and you like, mm-hmm. you're almost afraid to talk to them because it's like, <laughs> or like your favorite that artist. Celebrity a little yeah. Bit. yeah, like yeah. your favorite band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, so you walk in there and you're like so afraid to talk to them. But then when you go up and talk to them, it's just like really, really leveling out mm-hmm. and equalizing. You're like, whoa, this person is like really chill. And you're just like a normal person. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I'd, and that's where if I'm holding back from talking to people like that, p- people that are making big moves out there, mm-hmm. that could be limiting my opportunities in life, right? If I'm afraid to go out and talk to people. So um, I've been thinking about that technique and helping myself um, level out so I can really bring in um, the lifestyle of my dreams, you know? Right. So you kind of use that in like relationships you have with people like family and friends and then also within yourself. Do you ever use this kind of like in job situations or any other life events? Absolutely. Pretty much, pretty much everywhere. It's a driving factor. And, uh, even there's, there's still times where I'll, I'll be afraid to make a move or like talk to somebody that I really, really, really look up to. And then I just think back to, well, what are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? And, uh, I mean, what do I have to lose really? Um, and I, and I, I recently switched the way my mindset works cause we kind of have, um, we have different zones, like the comfort zone, the stress zone, and then there's, there's the like super stressed zone. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, we want to stay out of the stress zone, right? And if we're in the comfort zone for too long, it's almost like we're not growing we're kind of decaying i I believe there's only two there's growth or decay you're either in one one of those yeah if you're not growing if you're not evolving you're devolving you're just staying the same and then you're decaying because your life is going on and you're not growing time is always moving yeah right so you should also be moving with it (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i mean yeah you should yeah exactly and those situations where i'm like afraid to talk to somebody that's where i also use this stretch zone tool like hey this will help me get out of my comfort zone and stay in that stretch zone mm-hmm. and really um, build myself, you know? Right. And I remember you telling me once, Sam, um, you can always like go to that event. Like even if you're really like anxious and nervous to like talk to this person or go to maybe this event to like grow yourself or networking or whatever, you can always go. At least you got yourself there and then see how you feel in that moment. And if you have to leave, you can always leave. There's always a door. Yeah. It's depressurizing the situation. And that really helped and- me. And I think what you're kind of what, I, what I'm feeling in my interpretation, it's a lot of it's fantasy versus reality. And so, to a certain extent, you want to fantasize and maybe prepare like the best outcome in your mind. 
and uh, you know, kind of, you kind of go there in your mind in multiple different ways. And like, this is the best scenario. This is the worst scenario. Neither of those are going to happen. It's probably going to be something in the middle, something more. Um, what do you call it? equilibrium? It's more in more in the middle of the road. Um, and so, like, it's good to fantasize to a degree in terms of preparing yourself for what may happen, but you shouldn't like have a solid plan when you go. Right, and then everything's kind of up. I mean, you can never really plan for anything. It's all things just fall into place. Like when you're in, <clears throat> when you're in that moment at that time, like everything just falls into place. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't fall into place, but it's happening in that moment. Like you can't be, pre- like you can't prepare for something like that. Yeah, you have right. to let it do its thing to a certain degree if you want to try and achieve some measure of your fantasy. And yeah, I I agree. Essentially, that's just being in the moment. And yeah, I think where I used to always, you know, get disappointed was when I had like a an expectation going into something or an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. that, oh, I'm going to do this and they're going to react this certain way and, and whatnot. Uh, but really, instead of saying they're going to react this certain way, they're going to react and be happy and awesome and whatnot. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to go talk to this person and see what happens. It's just yeah. a, a little s- tiny switch in thoughts and, and movements. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for your job now that you're trying to get into like social media marketing and all this other type of stuff, how does this affect you using either that or like in everyday life? Like, do you use this kind of balancing scale when you're trying to do these jobs that you're doing right now? I'd say I do use it yet. I haven't really fully tapped into it. Uh, because there's times where like I'll still hesitate on like posting on social media and whatnot, or I'll be afraid to do something versus just having that balance of being being mm-hmm. in, in balance. Um, so yeah, if that makes sense. But um, I'm improving. I'm I'm starting to implement more of this and more each day, and just being better each day than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know just realizing that I don't have to be perfect, and as long as I you know. It's better to take action and have something not be perfect than to not have anything at all. So um, I like to take the form of inspired action because being inspired can really, really drive results. And I'm, I'm really inspired to travel. And that's kind of the, that's the, the, that is the reason why I'm doing social media marketing and doing uh, affiliate marketing and, mm-hmm. and learning a new skill set and learning a new mindset because I believe that both skill set and mindset together really are, yeah, the balance, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when we talk about balance, I've spent a lot of time on the mindset and now I'm balancing out with the skill set. And that's why I haven't implemented all that, that mindset yet because I'm kind of just starting more with the skill set now and um, putting that to use. That makes sense. Where would you want to travel to? <laughs> Well, my number one travel place is definitely New Zealand. That's number one okay. on my list. Uh, Why? I, I just always been drawn to that beautiful scenery. Um, maybe it's just my perception of it. <laughs> like we're talking about perception. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, there's, don't get me wrong, there's so many other places I want to visit. And the grand s- scheme of things, my vision 
is to live out of some sort of vehicle, a little bit, you know, comfortable, and uh, travel one state in the United States per week for a year. Mm -hmm. So it's like about an hour of driving a day and then exploring. Yeah. Hour, three hours, whatever. So you spend <laughs> each day in a state? Or would you stay in a state longer than a day? For one week. Oh, mm -hmm. for one week, okay. Yeah. Yeah, one state per week for an entire year. So that, that hits about all 50 states. And then... After that, I'd like to do one month in major countries. So mm -hmm. do Airbnb. And Airbnb has, you know, monthly rates or, you know, rent out a place for a month in that country and just stay there for a month and then hop around to the next country. So, Would you be doing, like, podcasting? Or, like, what would you be doing while you're traveling? Or is there, like, a certain reason why you're wanting to do this? I really just want to explore. I, I w oh, okay. My goal is to work from my laptop or anywhere with the internet connection and actually get down to the four hour work week. So I'm using automation tools like email marketing, um, you know, Facebook ads, other advertising, and also to connect with people. I think that is a major driving force because um, what we value in life is, is really what drives a lot of this inspired action. And, um, I've, I recently did more of my values and uh, one of the one of my top values is deep connections with people mm. and so building a life where I'm meeting new people and developing deep connections around the world is huge for me yeah um, it's so much easier to get a deep although there's so much online and I don't feel like it's has as much depth as it does uh, well there's a lot of culture we're surrounded by culture. You have access to all the cultures in the world. But to actually go and feel it is another thing. And I think that's why everybody that I know craves travel more than anything, I think. And actually, I mean, that, that did just remind me something when you said the word cultures. It, it was a trigger word for me. Cool. <laughs> good or bad? <laughs> good one. It's got to be a good it, one. <laughs> it reminded me of an experience. So um, recently you know people talk about their why like that's that your why and dri drives your daily inspired action hmm. and for a while there i i didn't know what my why was hmm. and i just knew that you know i wanted to travel and learn about different cultures but i never really knew why and over time i started developing this thing that like you know i'm gonna go and develop a energy research lab because i feel like there's a lot of energy out there that we don't understand and but then again I got stuck I didn't know why I wanted to do that so um, I had an opportunity to look really really deep into my vision and essentially down into the depths of my soul oh, wow. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's pretty deep <laughs> yeah and uh, this is I, I learned my why so the reason I wanted to understand energy more was because growing up I I didn't feel good about myself growing up i there there were times when i didn't feel good about the way i looked based on uh, past experience people call me names and whatnot and then when we're younger we don't really have logic and reason in right. our brain mm -hmm. and that's why it's really important at a young age to be very conscious of what's going on around children because all we can do as children is feel and so when i feel when i felt hurt in that situation I made up this story about myself and that created a pattern in my mind and entered basically a neural pathway energetic pattern that I wasn't good enough and that people weren't going to like me because of the way I looked 
So where this ties back into the research lab is that if I, I learned that our bodies are, we're energetic beings, right? So if I could understand energy, then I could go deep down and start learning how to influence my emotions, essentially, to be happy, to how feel do, good about myself. How do you do that? Well. Just by doing that? <laughs> well, that, well, that's why I wanted to start a research lab, oh, to try okay. and understand that. Yeah. But um, that whole process of uh, the, the collapse, like the positive and negative and looking at benefits and drawbacks to the situation, that process is essentially that, fixing that hmm. and, ma and finding that true love and gratitude for every moment and experience in life. I'm just thinking and taking this all in like this. is Yeah, I was visualizing my brain and like going into it and like building canals and like re-diverting like bioelectricity into different like pools of areas and like uh, it makes sense in that regard to me. Uh, to be I like, was this also electricity thinking of going microfibers. In the wrong way. <laughs> microfibers? Yeah, like little like brain microfibers like lighting up and just like traveling kind of like the energy flow. Yeah. Like when you were talking about it, I was just like imaging that or Im imaging imagining this. Um, sorry, I cut you off though. No, you go. I already said my thing. Oh, well, I was just <laughs> thinking, yeah, it's very interesting. And I think that the balancing of like the negative and the positive is kind of a way to help balance the energy within you kind of, cause then when you're like thinking in like that in those situations, you can kind of dig deeper within yourself and kind of see, um, like why certain situations might've made you upset. Because, like, if I were to think about maybe this one situation and how I thought it was negative, but then I bring in the positives or think maybe why did this person say this to me or call me this name or something and maybe think on their side and also think of, like, how it benefit. Like, it wouldn't really benefit them, but I guess that would be going along with, like, the positives of it to try to balance it out, if that even made any sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Good, because in my head it kind of made sense and not really. So. Yeah, and I mean, some of this, it, it is a lot to process. Like, this is my past year and a half I've been diving deep into it. And it took me until two months ago to realize that was my why, was to understand energy so I could, like, feel good about myself and do all this do all this stuff so I could just feel good, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, and then share it with other that's people. That's got to be the baseline why of everybody. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> but then I'm sure there are other whys stacked on top of whys. Because like, yeah. I feel the same thing where it's like, I need to fix that first before I can figure out my like second why. So I just need to like calm my brain waves down uh, and then just sort of let things kind of come in. Like let the sh light shine through the windows. I gotta clean the windows first. Well, ex exactly. It's like filling up your own cup first. Yeah. And then so now that I'm understanding some of this stuff, now I can help other people do that. And when more people are driven with their inspired action and know they have a definite purpose, like if you look at a lot of wildlife and insects and whatnot and just observe them, they, they're definitely moving with purpose. Mm -hmm. They have a purpose. So if, if we can get aligned with our own purposes, I'm, I, I can only imagine what more or everybody could create, you know what I mean? So that's essentially filling my own cup and then helping others do the same. And that's ideal, traveling and learning other energies around the culture, cultural thing. And yeah, it's a it's an awesome journey. 
cool. So for like one last thing, what would be something that you would give advice to someone that's maybe trying to find themselves and like try to use this technique? I would definitely say start journaling. Journaling? Yeah. Mm. Write down, you know, thoughts that come to your mind and uh, just free flow it. Let it free flow. Everything, anything that comes out there and then you can decipher it later and then if you have a negative, something really bad happened, journal about it, but then maybe start to look at some of the benefits and uh, vice versa. If you have something really, really good happen, try and mm-hmm. take a look at the drawbacks and journal about it. Right. You don't necessarily need to process it all right now. And you can have, you can go back for references and whatnot. Right. Even a gratitude journal as well, starting with gratitude yeah. in the day. Get a positive journal and a negative journal. <laughs> <laughs> a black and a white I or like a colored, I don't know. <laughs> but if you want more information, I'm going to put all the links up for Elliot's stuff on the podcast link. So you can go check it out there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for having me.